Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to Sunday Podcast. This is our chance to play for you some of the best moments from the radio show and some great interviews during the week that you may have missed. If you ever want to check out our show, go to Bongino.com. Go to Station Finder and see what radio station we're on near you. You'll love it. I promise you. We put a lot of work into the radio show. Check it out. But before that, let me tell you about our first sponsor. If you're having trouble staying asleep or getting asleep, it's time to embrace the importance of a restful slumber. That deep sleep really matters. Look at the connection of sleep between all these health ailments if you're not getting good sleep. Beam's Dream Powder is a hot cocoa for sleep that could transform your nights. If you know me, you know Dream's been a game changer. I talk about it all the time. Today, my listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder. It's a science-backed hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Tastes amazing. Other sleep aids cause that next day grogginess. It's no good. Dream contains a powerful, all-natural blend. And as I always say, please look it up yourself. Do your own homework. You'll find out this stuff is great. It works. Reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, apigenin, and melatonin are in it. It helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk and enjoy before bedtime. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino at checkout. That's shop, B-E-A-M.com slash Bongino, and use code Bongino for up to 40% off. First up is our interview with this uh, really terrific singer. He's become a good friend, Aaron Lewis. You remember him from his solo career and from his time in the band Stain. They were unbelievably popular, still are. Some iconic music. He's got a new song out, Made in China. Takes you on the inside of the music business in this interview. Take a listen. The great Aaron Lewis, you may have heard of him. He's had a storied solo career. Was also uh, in the band Stained, one of the most popular bands, of, at least in my I, I love them. They were, Aaron's an amazing singer. He chose uh, to put out this song. It's available for download now. And we're lucky enough to have him on the show today. Aaron Lewis, welcome to the show, amigo. How are you? I'm good, Dan. How are you? I'm doing good. <clears throat> So listen to this. I get this guy. Uh, he sends me a Facebook message. He says, hey, I worked with Aaron in Stain for three or four years as a trucker. He says, I can tell you with 100% certainty that Aaron Lewis is the same man backstage as the man you see on the stage. The voice you hear is 100% his. No auto-tune or any other electronics added. He's a true patriot and a great husband and father and a great person to be around. What a nice message for you, brother, from someone who knew you from working with you. That, that uh, you can't ask for anything more than that, right? No, nah, man. That's, uh, I mean, to be called a patriot and a great husband and father, that's really all that matters to me. So, Aaron, you've had an amazing career. Your solo career has been incredible. Um, your time with Stained, everybody's heard your music. You're out on, on your own now. You have a new song out, Made in China. Folks, if you want to check it out on, on X, by the way, he's at Aaron Lewis Music. And Aaron, I think what makes you different, I say this sadly, is there's so few of you guys left. You know, Bobby Ritchie, Kid Rock, you, Jason Aldean. You guys really love the country. You're not afraid to say it. You're patriotic. And that's kind of been lost in this woke music industry now, hasn't it? Oh, it's been completely lost. It's just been lost altogether. It doesn't have to apply to the music business or or anything else. We have we have very much lost our way as as a as a as a country as a as the 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 owners of this country. We've we've lost our way. We've forgotten what our responsibilities are as the caretakers of this country because that's all we are. 
we're caretakers to hand it on to the next generation in better condition than it was when it was handed to us. And, and that's what it's supposed to be. And I'm not seeing that at all. Oh, we're talking to Aaron Lewis, uh, just an amazing performer. I promise you've heard his music. Most of you uh, know him from his solo career and his time with Stand. He has a new song out called Made in China. I just uh, retweeted it on X. Please check it out. Download it today. You know, Aaron, I'm seeing this growth of this parallel music industry now. I, I, I use that term because I have a, a parallel economy type uh, business entrepreneurship enterprise where I build out these operations away from the old liberal economy because they just they boycott and they engage in anti-business tactics. But guys like you, again, John Rich, uh, Jason Aldean and others, you've had such tremendous success. Are you seeing more people, young and up and coming artists that are, are taking this this tack now where they're staying out of the business and just going direct to consumer on like Rumble or YouTube or elsewhere? Um. I don't see as much of it because I really try as hard as I can to not participate in the internet world. Um, right. You know, I never even had an official MySpace page like going all the way back. <laughs> I, I always, for some reason, I always, I always had this, this gut feeling about the whole thing that, that it was just bad. And, yeah. you know, it's I realize that through it, we have all been able to wake up in a manner that we wouldn't have been able to wake up with otherwise. But once we get past this, I don't know if it's worth the damage that it's causing in so many other ways. And it's so refreshing. I mean, we're, not yeah. You're, no, we're not wired no, this not. way. We're not wired this way. Human beings are not wired to, to have a cell phone that is an instant computer, instant everything, access to the Internet, connected to them at all times. It's, it's, Aaron, like it's become part of your body. I don't live in that space, the entertainment space. I love it. I go to concerts all the time, but I don't know what it's like to perform in front of 50,000 people. I have no idea. I mean, I talk on the radio. I, I don't sing. I, I enjoy it. But have you ever had PR people? I mean, you're, you're from one of the, you've had, again, an amazing solo career. You were part of one of the biggest bands of, of my era. I mean, you were just born a couple of years ahead of me. Everybody knows Stain, everyone. Did you ever have PR people and hacks come up to you and say, eh, you know, stop with this pro-America stuff. Just stick to the music. And, you know, you know that, that's all passe. That was in the 50s. You ever have people try to tell you to kind of shut your mouth that you could be a whole lot richer if you just be quiet about America and, you know, conservative values? Every day. <laughs> Every day in one way or another. Not, not from my inner circle, but, but there is definitely a, a, a power structure above me. That, yeah, uh, I figured that that wishes that I would stop telling the truth every day. I think I told you in a text, your song, someone is, um, he's, he's got a new song out folks, Aaron called made in China. And it's incredible. We just played a little bit. We'll play a little bit more and the way back in, but uh, your song, someone is really, really special. Uh, it's just an amazing song. I, one day my wife was getting ready. We were going out for dinner and, uh, it's amazing how your songs are so deep and emotional. And I just played it on my phone. I said, I want you to listen to this. It makes me think of you because I, you know, we've had a very traumatic relationship in the beginning and that you stuck with me through all these times and your music is 
do you write all of your songs or do you, is it a compilation effort with others? Cause that song is just deep. I mean, it'll shake your soul. So I wrote that song with Matt McGinn. Um, I, for the longest time, I held my writing process very, very close to the chest and really didn't let anybody else in on it. And it really got to a point where, where it was too much for me. It was too much, uh, too much to carry, too, too much, too, uh, like it, it would take me months to recover from the songs that I wrote in order to even be able to play them live without, you know, the possibility of breaking down in front of everybody. So it really, there, there, there came a point and it came in the, in, in this, in my solo career where I, I just didn't want to bear that burden anymore. And, and sharing it with somebody who, who knows me and knows my inner workings and knows how I think and, and, you know, somebody like Bobby Pinson or Matt McGinn or Jeffrey Steele or Ira Dean. These, these are people that, that really know me very, very well. And so it's almost like they get to share my brain while we write songs together. Right. It's powerful. I mean, my wife was in tears. It's an amazing song. And it's just one of a library of songs you have. We're talking to Aaron Lewis. He has a new song out called Made in China. Again, you know him from his solo career. You know him from his time in Stain. Aaron, I, I won't keep you, like, been very generous with your time, but one thing I always ask a lot of uh, people who really gained a high level of prominence in the entertainment or sports space is when you were with Stain, then you guys hit it. I mean, you guys hit it big. You were everywhere. Your music was everywhere. You know, was there a moment where you're looking around with the guys and you're like, Wow, like we're here, we made it. You know, were you listening in a, in a radio in a car headed to a gig and all of a sudden your song was playing or something? Was there a moment out there where that really, that bell kind of rang? <sighs> I, I don't know if I have that in me, Dan. Yeah. Like, I'm always trying to fill the emptiness inside of me that comes from somewhere. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm not capable of sitting back and going, yeah, I made it. I'm, I'm always, I'm, I'm always thinking in my head, I'm always thinking that I'm only as good as the next thing I put out. (laughs) Right. No, I get it. Brother, listen to me. I get it. People ask me all the time, what, what motivates you, the love of what you do or the fear of failure from what you're doing? I said, that's an easy one to answer, uh, the fear of failure. You were 100% correct, and I've got a whole crew sitting here next to me listening. Aaron, I can do three, four banger shows, 150,000 live streamers, whatever it is, and then I do one show, and we're off 10%, and I'm like, go down, I'll talk to my wife, it's over. It's over. Dan Bongino show sucks. I'm quitting. I'm the same way, brother. I totally get it. And I think what makes you special, why you've succeeded with both stained and on your own is because of that emotional answer you just gave. Like if I did make it, I don't even want to know because then I'll act like I made it. <laughs> Am I accurately summing that up? Yeah. I, I, it's just not in me, Dan. It's not, it's, it's not in my character. I, I don't, I don't, know how to 
to give up on something. I don't know how to to sit back on my laurels. I don't know how to take a vacation. I don't know how to take time off. Like I work, I work a full week, just like everybody else. Only I work from Wednesday to Sunday while everybody else works Monday to Friday. My producer's like, uh, pointed at me is, now. He's like, you got the same problem, Dan. I got this. I can't. I'm sending these guys emails at 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you believe this crap? I'll read some story about Biden. They're like, bro, Jim's two, uh, two hours behind me. He's like, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, man. Whatever. Give me a break. Like, stop sending you these emails early. Yeah. You know what that is? Insanity. job security, guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. No, that's right. And I think that's security. why you don't have to worry about whether you have to come into job into, into work the next day or not, because you yeah. know that we're going to be there. Uh, that's true. We're talking to Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis. Uh, he is at Aaron Lewis Music on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it now. He has a new song out made in China. And folks, do me a personal favor. Download his song. Someone too. And tell me it's not the most special piece of music you've heard in a long time. Aaron, you're welcome back anytime on the show. We're going to play a little bit of your music. Thanks for your time. Up next is uh, another one of my rants from a lifetime reaction to breaking news. Let me get to my next sponsor first. Omaha Steaks semi-annual sale is here. The burgers and steaks are incredible. Get 50% off site-wide. Save on mouth-watering favorites today. Go to omahasteaks.com, shop the semi-annual sale where you can load up on all the delicious flavor you crave at half the price. And when you use my promo code Bongino at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. Say big on delicious, tender, juicy steaks, big, beefy burgers, and so much more. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless, endless flavor, endless value. Every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com. Shop the semi-annual sale today. Big savings. And don't forget to use promo code Bongino at checkout to get an extra $30 off your order of incredibly delicious food. Hurry. This deal won't last long. Kickstart your spring grilling today with Omaha Steaks. That's omahasteaks.com. Promo code Bongino at checkout. Minimum purchase and restrictions may apply. Visit omahasteaks.com for details. Great food. Check them out. Hunter Biden showed up to testify before Congress, and I had to caution people to stop trying to convince the lunatic communist socialist left about evidence. They know there's evidence. They know their guy's guilty. They don't really care. That's the point. Take a listen. Folks, right now, uh, Hunter Biden is up on Capitol Hill, and I just want to air a note of caution for you here, because as I'm sensing a lot of frustration is starting to build. Stop trying to convince the lunatic class, the commies, the leftists, the swamp rat Republicans. Stop trying to convince them that Joe Biden is the senior member of a Biden crime family. Why? What are you saying that for? Because they already know. They don't care. We should plow ahead with this case because there are some sane people left who will be convinced. How do I know that? I'm basing it on polling. In the last election, if there was a poll done after the last, excuse me, presidential election, precision here matters. Upwards of 17% of Joe Biden's own voters said they would have voted differently if they had known basically about the Biden crime family activities. So don't tell me it doesn't matter. It does. I've got the data to back it up. Getting the information out there matters. However, I'm sensing a growing frustration with Republicans endlessly trying to convince liberals that Biden's corrupt. Do what I do on social media. Just laugh and mock, mock them. They're, they already know. You see what I'm getting at with this? I'm not trying to 
be a jerk or sound like I'm chastising anyone. It would you know, be ridiculous. I just don't want you to get frustrated. You're like, gosh, I, we've got canceled checks. We've got suspicious activity reports. We've got multiple business partners saying Biden's the brand. We've got photos of Biden at meetings, testimony of Biden at meetings. We've got texts from Hunter saying I'm sitting next to my father. We've got office space rented for Biden. We've got the 10% for the big guy email. We've got a $200,000 check to Biden. We've got Biden living in multi-million dollar homes on a senator's salary. We've got Joe Biden talking on the phone with Poroshenko. We, folks, you could produce evidence tomorrow of Joe Biden himself. I'm not kidding. This may sound like I'm making a joke. I am not because I've said this before. You could pull evidence tomorrow of Joe Biden admitting on video he did all of this, which he did. And Jim, what do you think the libs would say? You know, he's got some frontal lobe dementia or something. He's just making the story up. I'm, I'm dead serious. Jim's laughing as if he's like, I am 100% serious. Stop trying to convince them. Just make fun of them. That is it. They know the guy's guilty as sin. They know he's a kid sniffing, sociopathic, plagiarizing, bribe taking, treasonous, most horrendous president we've ever had in U.S. history. They know it. Not a joke. We know. I just wanted to get that out of the way because I had, what did I send out this morning? I, I, I just want to send, let me, so you see where this is, the genesis of this will make more sense. I get up in the morning in a mood sometimes and, oh, here it is. So this was posted at 6.05 in the morning Eastern time. I, I've been up for a little bit and I'm putting together the show and I'm seeing Dan Goldman and everyone on Twitter. And of course they're like, the Republicans case against the Biden crime family's falling apart. I'm laughing as I always do in the morning. And, you know, Dan Goldman, who is a certified moron. I mean, by the moron society of America, he gets their stamp of approval. So I tweeted out, don't waste your time trying to convince these people Biden's a criminal. They already know and they love it. They're tyrants and he's their tool for destruction. Just plow ahead with the evidence and hope the sane people will eventually see what's right in front of them. Now, why am I bringing this up? Not just because Hunter's testifying right now, but maybe an hour later, I'm downstairs, I'm working out. And Jim, did you see it on Fox and Friends? And there you go. There's Ducey. He's like, oh, there's no direct evidence. I'm like, oh, here we go. Again. So I tweeted again. Just after I posted this, it happened again. Don't waste your time trying to convince there's the, the no evidence Joe Biden was involved crowd. These people are either lying, playing dumb, or they're actively involved in the scam themselves. I just don't want to. Here, here's Dan Goldman. Here, I'm going to put this in the show tomorrow. Here's Dan Goldman. Let me send this to myself. Here he is right now. I'm watching Twitter in live time. There is a very understandable, coherent business explanation for the Biden family making millions off Joe Biden. Yeah, he's correct. Jim's like, what are you talking about, Dan? He said, no, he's right. Yeah, Biden was selling out the United States and its secrets to a foreign country for money. It's the truest thing Dan Goldman ever said. The point I'm trying to make here is an obvious one. They know. Liberals hate you. I can't say this enough. We say it every day on the show. They hate the country. They hate you. They hate themselves. If, if they happen to be white 
Uh, they, they sit there all day and engage in white guilt exercises, which is the very, I mean, the very definition of racism. This, they hate everything, themselves, their neighbors, everything. The country, their own kids. They can't, they're horrible people. You trying to convince them of something they already know is a total waste of your time. Speaking of which, so for the last couple of weeks, we've been airing some really sensitive information on both the radio show and the podcast. It's stuff I was given permission to share a long time ago. I had kept some of it uh, not internal, but some of it I wasn't kind of given permission to go with. And once we were had to go on a lot of this stuff, I decided uh, that it was time. It was time because another source had independently confirmed some information. And long and short of it is I need you to trust me. When it comes to reporting, especially on a show where people trust you for your credibility, I say all the time, I don't want to be first. I'm not interested at all. I want to be right. I don't care about being first. Oh, that's where all the clicks come from. I don't care. Not even a little bit. I have zero interest in that. Forget it. I would actually prefer to be second or third. So then you have some independent confirmation from a different information stream. Bottom line is we put out some information about the entire collusion hoax and the spying scandal on U.S. citizens, including Donald Trump. And we had put out a list of people who were spied on, according to my source. I got a bunch of calls from people. Texts during the show, by the way. I'm trying to do a radio show. People are texting me. Can you come on my show and talk about this? I'm not trying to be rude, folks. The answer is absolutely not. This is a serious situation. This is... I'm, I'm trying to be delicate here because I don't want to sound like I'm exaggerating it or being overly dramatic. The people, the people who have shared information with me that is so sensitive about this CIA overseas intelligence operation to spy on Trump and what one of my sources calls Pied Piper candidates. That'll mean something to some of you. Is so sensitive that I have to be very careful so before I do a show, I'm sure to write it down so I'm sure not to slip on things. I'm not doing interviews on it. The problem is starting, because here's what's happening. You've got a bunch of people out there who are on that list, and I don't know if, they, I don't know, they, they want to make the story about them. It's about a lot of people. So they're like, oh, come on my show and talk about it. Absolutely not. I am not burning a source. Forget it. There is not, there's not even a zero percentage. It's the total absence of value altogether. There's no chance I'm doing it. I'm not trying to be rude or obnoxious, but you need to respect that. And sending a thousand people on social media, oh, you need to, I don't need to do anything. What I need to do is preserve the sanctity of this relationship with the source so the guy doesn't get whacked or killed or something. I'm not doing your show so you can hype up something. So No. We're not doing that. I want to get that out there. And I addressed it on the podcast earlier because it's over the last few days, it's been ridiculous. And, you know, I'm, it happens. It's fine. But, you know, you, you get these morons out there. You control the opposition. Whatever, dude. Go, go put your pacifier in your mouth. 
really, it's, it's, it's pathetic. A disclosed information, I'm sure nobody's ever told you about a massive overseas intelligence operation to spy on American citizens that weren't just Donald Trump. I'm not going to go do some random interview where we out this guy and he gets hurt. We're not doing that. Okay. Now that we got that, both of those things out of the way. Let's talk a little bit about last night. Folks, last night in Michigan, you know, the story is more of a Democrat Party story last night because it's really nothing to report on the Republican side because it's the status quo. But maybe that is the story on the Republican side. I'm sure at this point, Nikki Haley is going to frame this again as a win. Jim, would you agree? The more she loses by, the greater her gaslighting efforts to let you know that voters still want a choice. They don't want a choice. They don't want you. That's just simple. They were picking Trump. Have you ever heard of numbers? So Nikki Haley last night, what did she lose by? 40 or 50? I don't even know what. 45 will split the difference or something. It's over. It is the weirdest thing, though. The more she loses by, the more she gives these speeches and these I will fight on. Voters deserve a choice. Yes. You know Ron DeSantis is on some of these ballots still, too, right? No, he dropped out. Yeah, but once you're on the ballot past the deadline, the ballots are printed. There are people... You could technically say that about anyone. Ron's not in the race anymore. He's not running. But honestly, either are you. You're pretending to run. You're wasting a lot of donor money. But there is not a single trajectory or single state. You are even within a single digit margin of Donald Trump, including your own state. You said it wasn't a Republican story. Now you're talking about the Republican I, I, folks, I, I get it, man. I ran in races. I've lost. It's hard. It stinks. You lose. I get it. No one's going to lecture me. Oh, you talk. You should run. I did. When it's over, it's over. Voters didn't want me. They wanted someone else. Seemed to like the radio better than me in politics. Sometimes you ask God for an answer. The answer is no. Don't ask for an answer you don't want. To the Haley team. It's over, man. It's over. You ran in your first swing state, real swing state with a very, very diverse population. You got smoked. You ran in a red state. You got smoked. You ran in Nevada. You lost to the known A.T. Bove Lanou ticket. If you watch yesterday's show, you get it. You ran in New Hampshire, a Northeast. You got smoked. You ran in your own state. You got smoked. I mean, you're that. You there's no state. Sean Davis tweeted it right. We love Sean Davis from the Federalist. He tweeted out Nikki Haley's going for the full Mondale when Walter Mondale lost 49 of 50 states to Reagan. Except she's trying to beat that record. She's on track to lose every single state, all 50. It's time to get out of the race. Okay, now I'm really there. The goal, right? Squad goals. Squad goals. You want? <laughs> Jim said it right. Hashtag goals with a Z. Like the kids throw in it. Goals. Up next is another one of our best interviews. It's from a former mobster. Take a listen to this. But first, our next sponsor. You ever wondered what happened to the legendary Chuck Norris, the action movie star, world champion black belt, and U.S. veteran? 
Well, I recently saw a video he made and I was shocked. He's in his 80s and he's still kicking butt, working out, staying active, and he feels like he's in his 50s. What's even more shocking is he's stronger, can work out longer, and has plenty of energy left over that keeps him sharp and focused. Chuck Norris is able to do all of this because he made one simple change that makes him and his family feel great. He uses Morning Kick, a refreshing drink designed to help nourish your body, support gut health, boost energy, and make you feel youthful. Chuck Norris made a special short video that explains everything easily to you. Make sure you watch it today by going to chuckdefense.com slash Bongino. It could change the way you think about your health. That's chuckdefense.com slash Bongino, or you can text Bongino to 511-511. You won't believe how simple it is. Prepare to be amazed. Message and data rates apply. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Michael Francis is a former member of the Colombo crime family. We talked to him about his life in the mob, what made him turn his life around, uh, and what he applies from those lessons he learned to life now. Really interesting interview. We got a lot of great feedback on it. Check it out. I love this guy, and I'll leave it to me with a last name like Bongino, which obviously is quite Italian, and a producer's last name is Verde, not exactly Irish. To mess up Michael's last name, you know I know him. Michael Francis. Michael, welcome back to the show. I'm so sorry, man. People tell me I say my own last name wrong if there's any solace in it. Apparently, if I'm a real Italian, it's pronounced Bongino, not Bongino. Um, but, you know, my family just kind of picked up and adopted the name, so my apologies. But welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for having me. But you got it right. You know, the, the Italian way would really be Francisi. But yeah. American is Franzese, so, you know, we both do our little thing to shorten it up, but it's all good. <laughs> so, Michael, we've spoken before. You got a show on Rumble. We were honored to have you. You got just thousands of people tune into your uh, your podcast and, and your show for your take on things. You were in the mob. You, you obviously don't hide it. You discuss it. You talk about it a lot. You apply some of the um, lessons learned, you know, good and bad uh, to life today, and you become a real source for information for people. So I guess my first question is, what was the wake-up call for you where you said to yourself, you know what, man, this 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 life ain't for me, you know, no bueno, I'm out. I mean, what happened? Well, you know, Dan, it was a couple of things. Number one, I met a, a young girl that's now my wife of 38 years, and she was a young Christian girl. And, you know, one thing that I do say, I try not, I don't knock people in the life, and, you know, obviously I was a part of it for over 20 years. My dad you know, for over 50 years, I would say. But, you know, I say it's a bad lifestyle because I don't know any family of any member of that life that hasn't been totally devastated, including my own. Now, not my wife and kids, but mother, father, brothers and sisters. It was just devastating to the family. And, you know, back in the mid 80s, when uh, they started to really implement the RICO law, the Racketeering Act was devastating. And I saw guys that were a lot older than me you know, getting uh, convicted and getting 50 years, 100 years, 150 years. I said, man, and a lot of guys were turning informant at that point. I said, man, this life is really in trouble. So it's kind of a combination of both. And I said, you know what, it's time for me to get out of this and, and try to straighten out my life. And, you know, that was back in, uh, in the late 80s. We're talking to Michael Francis. He has a show on Rumble. It's amazing. He is a very popular content creator. You know, Michael, you're right. I, I remember RICO well, racketeer-induced corrupt organization. And the essence of it, as you well know, is if you were in a mob organization, you could be held accountable for the crimes of others. 
So you could have been Michael Francis hanging out on a corner with a guy and find yourself with an, uh, you know, assault one rap because, uh, you know, someone in the mob committed a crime while you were there. It was a really devastating thing that Giuliani and others used in New York to really bust up the mob. But you, you saw this lifestyle from the inside. You were there. I think one of the questions I get a lot, and I know it seems kind of flippant and silly, but I, I hear it all the time. Matter of fact, a bunch of people are actually right now on Facebook asking me to ask you. You know, you see all these mob movies out there and they glorify this lifestyle, which you and I know is not worth glorifying. It's not. This is a, it's, this is a criminal lifestyle. It's not worth glorifying. But which ones would you say are the most realistic? I had a friend who, let's just say, knew some people, who swears it was Donnie Brasco's lefty character played by Al Pacino, that that was the most realistic portrayal they'd seen. But your thoughts on that? Well, I can tell you, I thought that that Al Pacino's best role. I mean, I knew Lefty pretty well, and Al Pacino, he just nailed that in every way. Not only his mannerisms and everything, the dialogue was terrific. So I, I kind of agree on that. And it was a great movie. It was pretty realistic. But for me, the best movie, this may shock you, the most realistic, and I think that it was, the script was taken off of a lot of the surveillance uh, material, uh, was the 1996 HBO Gotti movie with Armand Asante oh, yeah. and Anthony Quinn. Dan, that yeah. was so brilliant. They, you know, Armand just he killed a role. He was so amazing in it. There was a scene there with uh, Anthony Quinn. He played Neil Delacroche. And when he came into the bar and he was sitting down with, uh, with Gotti, Armand, and telling him how he almost got whacked, and if he would have got the order to whack him, it would have been done. It gave me the chills. It was brilliant. Brilliant. We're talking to Michael Francis. He has a show on Rumble. He's a former member of uh, of the Michael. Was it the Colombo crime family yes. you were in? I'm I'm freaking the Colombo crime family. It's an amazing show. I encourage you to check it out, um, Michael. That that I saw that movie. And uh, you're right. It is a truly incredible movie, Armand DeSante. And let me tell you something. I'm out to dinner in New York not that long ago, Michael, and uh, I'm with Chaz Palminteri, and we're obviously mm -hmm. talking about a Bronx tale. And uh, sorry, I don't mean, I'm not trying to be a name dropper. It was just interesting you brought that up because my wife, who loves Chaz, loves the movie, we got to talking about mob movies. And the reason I respond that way is he said the same thing. That is his favorite mob movie. And Armand DeSante as John Gotti was so convincing that if you grew up in Queens like I did, not far from Howard Beach, where John Gotti's uh, unofficial headquarters was, I mean, he played John Gotti almost better than John Gotti did. That movie was incredible. <laughs> you know what, Dan? I've said that many times. And, you know, Chaz is a dear friend of mine. We actually have a uh, platform together, The Wise and the Wise Guy, on YouTube, and we run things by each other. He's a great guy. But, uh, yeah, he agreed with that. He said that was brilliant. But I will say this about Chaz. His portrayal of Sonny in the Bronx oh, Tale, also killer. brilliant. It, it was just Amazing. great. He did a great Amazing. job. Amazing. And, you know, Michael, that movie never ages. It never. It is That's evergreen. True. You can watch a Bronx Tale. You can watch that now. You can watch it 10 years ago. You can probably watch it 10 years in the future. And because it's a timepiece and there's no cell phones that, that, that would age the project, it is just, I'm not a, I mean, I'll leave this for it. I'm not a De Niro fan. You don't have to comment on that. But, but it, I mean, his acting was amazing in that. And even the kid 
who, who plays Cologino. It's just an amazing, amazing movie. We're talking to Michael Francis has a show on, on Rumble. It's, it's fantastic. I uh, can't recommend it enough. We're happy to have him over there. Michael, one of the things I think when I had you on my Fox show I addressed with you is, you know, you speak out often. You're not one of these guys who avoids politics and the politics of the day. Some of these guys, they get soft. Ah, I don't want to talk about that. Well, okay, whatever. But there's serious stuff going on. I think I asked you on Fox once and you gave, I remember your answer was so, so deep. I remember the producer in my ear during the break going, gosh, that was good. I, I asked you something about how the government now, given that you've been in the actual mob and you've seen it, the things the mob did, your government's doing now. The same government that used to arrest people in the mob, shaking people down, threatening people, intimidating people, stealing people's money, like what happened up in New York. I mean, the parallels for a guy like yourself who's seen this lifestyle have to be eerie. You know, Dan, I, I never thought I'd see the day when they're so boldly doing the same thing we did on the street. I mean, it's unbelievable. I, I, I never thought I'd get to see the day where the government was acting so mob-like, but they really are. I mean, you know, it's all about money and power on the street, and they're acting the same exact You know, one of the scariest things, and this is what I'm trying to let people understand, you know, whenever a political party starts weaponizing, you know, the Department of Justice, the FBI, all their federal agencies to go after their political, not only their political enemies, but anybody that disagrees with their agenda. We are in serious, serious trouble. And I see that happening so much. I mean, look, you know, you say what you want about Donald Trump. It's not even not even that it's Donald Trump, but what they're doing to this guy. I never they didn't yeah. do this to mob guys on the street. Right, I mean, right. It's it's, it's true. Bad. Yeah, I, Michael, I it's true. Like the the like mob it. guys you knew on the street. I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. The, the mob guy, at least they got due process. I mean, John Gotti actually got had process. Like he went to try. He got off on a couple of these trials too. I mean, he had a, a legal process, and then in the end, he lost. It seems like Trump gets gets none of it. Like the rules have gone out the window. It's it's unheard of, and you know. I try to say this, at least at least with us, we were criminals. I mean, there's no question about it. They were investigating us for a reason. But yes, we did get due process. But what they're doing to this guy is so dangerous. And I try to tell people, forget the fact that it's Donald Trump. Whoever it is that the government weaponizes all these tools that they have to go against somebody because they disagree with them, they hate them, they don't like them, whatever the reason is, it's so dangerous for all of us. And, you know, I just wish people would understand that because, look, I've always seen the government play games and I understood that we used to tell the FBI, listen, we get it. Come after us. Just don't frame us because we know you're capable of doing that. But, you know, and they used to try to hide it a little bit. But now it's just right. so out there. Right. It's, it's I, I know. Now it is. It, it really is. It's 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 hard. It's hard to digest. You know, Michael, I thought we're talking to Michael Francis, former member of the Colombo mob family is a, a show on rumble now and i uh, really a fascinating fascinating guy you know michael growing up around this in in queens uh where obviously you had different crime families and different operations and they all had territory and you know how it worked you know you'd open up a shop and they'd come in and they'd say hey you're going to use our sanitation company well the price isn't that great they'd say like i said you're going to use our sanitation. Like, you know the way it worked and you just did it or mysteriously your place would burn down. I mean, that's the way it went down back in the day. But a lot of these guys, although some of them were 
you know, a lot of them were drug addicts and most of them, you know, at least in my day, were really bad guys. Um, one of the things about them is if you left and got out, you know, some of these guys are tried to get out. These guys would really do some damage. Do you ever find, I mean, I know you don't specifically go after guys and things like that. I get that. But do you ever get threats or anything like that where you feel like, my gosh, you know, maybe I better be careful? Well, listen, I, I certainly had threats. And I know there was, without a doubt, a contract on my life. My former boss, Carmine Persico, he took it very personal when I walked away, very personal. He was very upset, you know, and he was a, a very capable boss. Let me put it that way. But fortunately, he had his own troubles. He was indicted and convicted on the commission case, got 100 years. And, and uh, you know, so I had threats back then. I mean, when I was in prison, they kept me in lockdown because they said my life was in danger. So I went through all of that, but mainly because people thought I was going to cooperate and start putting people in prison, which I never did. So that kind of went away. But, you know, Dan, the funny thing, I get threats online, you know, I mean, it's so crazy because yeah. people threaten me and I, you know, I'll tell them, well, now that I know who you are and I know your IP and all of that, I, I just had to, you know, be careful and navigate a course the, the way I did. And I've been very fortunate, uh, Dan, very blessed. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Fortune magazine wrote an article back in 1986 it was the 50th. 50 most powerful mob bosses. It was huge articles, like half the magazine. And they featured six of us. I was one of the six. And they actually had a chart with the 50 of us on there, according to rank and wealth and power. And they had me as number 18. I was the youngest guy on the list, which I always say was a silly list. Don't ask me how they got that. They didn't ask for our tax returns. We just right. sold a lot of magazines. But what's telling about that list today, some 30-odd years later, 48 of those men are dead. Uh, number 49 is in prison, and I'm the only one alive and free. So, well, let's, you know, Michael, to let's say keep that I'm it that way. And blessed to be where I am today is, is pretty much an understatement. Well, Michael, we're, we're very pleased to have you on Rumble. I know you've used your platform to uh, speak out and you change your life. That Michael, thanks so much for your time. Check out his show on Rumble. You will not be disappointed. You've probably seen some of his clips go viral on some of these video sites. Up next is another one of my nuclear rants reacting to what happened on the radio. Let me get to our last sponsor first. Ladies and gentlemen, you have three minutes in the morning or 30. Keep your face wrinkle-free. Look at this, I'm only 50. Introducing Gen 90, the new instant wrinkle treatment from GenuCell Skincare. Gen 90 can instantly help reduce the appearance of wrinkles anywhere you use it. Around the eyes, the forehead, the crow's feet, the laugh lines, it can all start working in seconds. Never worry about your skin or your confidence again. Gen 90 technology is luxurious, nourishing, and silky smooth. Best of all, starts working in seconds. Paula feels a tingle every single time. There's a reason why GenuCell Skincare is 400% the customer loyalty of other skincare brands. Now you can get GenuCell XV, the collagen builder moisturizer with vitamin C and hyaluronic acid in a pure natural base for stunning results day after day. Gen 90 and XV are on special sale right now at GenuCell.com and they're included in the bestseller package. Best value in skincare anywhere. Don't go overseas for harsh procedures. Try Gen 90 first. Make your fine lines and wrinkles disappear wherever they are before you leave the room. Order right now at GenuCell.com slash Dan. Get a free beauty box and deep firming serum while supplies last. Plus free shipping. GenuCell.com slash Dan. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Dan. Finally, I reacted real time to the absurdity of the Fannie Willis trial. What a mess. Total train wreck. Thank God Trump has stupid enemies. Check this out. Folks, this did. <laughs> Jim just said it, man. This What's going on in, uh, in Georgia right now with this Fonnie Willis case? I mean, 
can we be a bigger intergalactic laughing stock right now? And, and I'm not talking about you, my listeners, the farmers, the electricians, the HVAC guys, the railroad road workers, the cops, the military. I'm talking about our political leadership, our the, the, the you know blue cities in America. If you're watching this clown show going on right now, and say you're from Uranus, and you're you're flying over from Uranus, and, and you're like, "Hey, we're from Uranus. We're here to observe what's going on." You're like, "We are. We are leaving. We are leaving right now. We don't." Uh, Jim said it. Don't stop. Don't ask for directions. Don't roll down the window. Was it was it Alien Sigourney Reaver? No, it was um, it was the guy character. Uh, I forget his name. He's like Ripley. We are leaving. That's the Uran Uranians. Uranusanians. <laughs> They're like we we are out of here. You got a guy leading the most powerful country on this rock you call Earth that could destroy the whole place with these nuclear, you know, fission weapons. And the guy still insists he was a civil rights activist in the 60s. <laughs> he, he can't even remember that the Giza pyramids aren't in, uh, aren't in Mexico. And now you got this Fonnie Willis thing going on. Uh, during the break, I was watching it on cable news. And it's, again, it's just a humiliating embarrassment. You've got a prosecutor, just like Letitia James, who's a straight-up commie, who is so dumb, she's apparently having some kind of with some dude who then she ridiculously hires to go and try to take out Trump in an obvious political hit. Then they get caught, and there's a guy on TV, and Jim said it right, don't even bother. Typically, you tune into this stuff to watch the hilarity of Fannie Willis. She was like, Yo, it's my 50th, man. I did it big. Oh, listen, I don't, I don't want to know what you're doing big on your 50th. It's not my business, okay? I'm not really interested. But it was at least, like, tragically hilarious watching Fanny Willis humiliate the entire globe in front of the Iranians, right? <laughs> I'm sure they're called something else. I get it. But now you got this guy up there. Now, all they want to do is figure out a way, Jim just said it, to not answer a question. Hey, um... You told me a while ago that you thought the relationship between Fonnie Willis and Nathan Wade started. Uh, I was speculating, oh, but you said it. Uh, I object. I object to the characterization of the speculation of the dissertation. The judge is like, we will dissertate the speculation of the speculator, assuming the speculation was speculating on materials relevant to the prior speculation. And then the prosecutor's like, uh, okay, um, sir, you said you were... I object! I object to the characterization of the word sir. And this is a complete, total, laughing stock, humiliating embarrassment. The, the, the Jim just said it. Jim, turn your mic on. Say, I want the whole audience to hear that. What, what did you just say? That was me? an absolute, completely accurate <laughs> presentation of what just happened on Jim's TV. Jim's listening. It was a five-minute back and forth about 
a guy saying, I think this relationship started soon. Uh, I object. I object. I object. He was speculating. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Judge, I, I'm, I'm asking him about the prior. The, you're speculating about his prior speculation. If you're watching this, you're like, oh, wait, you forgot. What is this? The judge said, wait, don't ask it that way. Ask it this way. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> then the judge is like, I don't like the way you asked that. Ask it a different way. This is like, imagine you're watching this. You don't even know what it's about anymore. You're like, who's this guy again? What is he even talking about? That's the goal. That's the left, to destroy and decimate institutions so much. What's happening right now is exactly what the left does. I think of like a Dan Goldman, one of the dumbest members of Congress by far. He's a liberal member from New York. Guy's an absolute tool. He's on Twitter every day. And whatever you post about the Bidens, it doesn't matter how much evidence you have. He'll be like, this is a conjecture on a Hunter Biden didn't say and he used the word as so that throws out the testimony that he was, in fact, a board member. Of, this is this is all they do. This is all they do. The country's got to be a complete joke. The Iranians are sitting here like <laughs> never laugh at your own jokes. Don't. It's a terrible, terrible thing to do. I just can't take it, folks. We live. We, I can't. I started out the beginning of the show today. Did I not tell you government hates you? It's not just that the government is full of people guilty of misfeasance. They're guilty of malfeasance. They are actively trying to destroy your lives. It's not that they're trying to help you when they screwed up. They're actively trying to destroy your lives. Here's a perfect example. And it's actually segued into what I was going to talk about. So Fonnie Willis is, is trying to tell people, this prosecutor in Georgia going after Trump, that I wasn't having an affair with this guy, Nathan Wade, when you say I, I was. It happened later, and it doesn't have a lot to do with anything, and let it go. So a private investigator goes and gets a hold of her cell phone data, which clearly indicates that that story is not accurate. That this guy's phone has been around Fannie Willis's, you know house a little more than they've been talking about this is where the story gets totally freaking crazy fonnie willis who is a prosecutor in fulton county georgia who is supposed to be a public servant whose office is probably made and prosecuted hundreds of cases if not thousands involving cell phone data in other words this drug dealer was at that location when the murder happened here's his cell phone data Fonnie Willis, in order to personally escape any accountability for her ridiculously inappropriate, immature, abominable life decisions, is now on the record saying, quote, the records do not prove in any way the content of the communications between Wade and Willis. This is her team. They do not prove Wade was ever at a particular location or address. They don't prove Wade and Willis were ever in the same place during any of the times listed. Folks, you understand how many cases are now going to be chucked in the future and thrown in the garbage because the prosecutor for Fulton County, Georgia, is now on the record saying, hey, man, uh, cell phone data stuff. Yeah, it doesn't work. Now, I've got a bit of a tie in to this showing you how sick these deranged, disgusting, filth lefties are. They will say or do Anything. I'm telling you as an investigator, cell phone data, unless someone stole your phone, 
is pretty darn accurate. If it says you were there, ladies and gentlemen, you were there. Again, unless someone stole your phone, I'm sorry to tell you, but your phone is a homing beacon. So all these people are going to be in Fulton County jails right now. Drug dealers, murderers are now going to basically appeal their cases saying that prosecutors lied, suggesting that the cell phone data put them at the spot when the dopey, stupid Fonnie Willis is now on record saying, no, cell phone data is not accurate. Has anybody thought any of this through? Of course not. They're morons. She's on the stand. I did 50 big. Oh, oh, really? That's good to know. Thanks, Fonnie, for the update on your bizarre partying behavior. These are some of the dumbest people I have ever seen. But here's the tie-in. Proving again, moron liberals will fall for anything because they're stupid. That's why they're liberals. If they were smart, they wouldn't be liberals. They'd be sensible Democrats or they'd be Republicans. Remember when the movie 2000 Mules came out? The dumbest guy in media, Philip Bump, spent countless, because they were terrified of the movie. That cell phone data, Dinesh D'Souza did a movie called 2000 Mules. Disclosure, I was his partner on a later movie, Police State. I was not a partner in 2000 Mules at all, but I liked the movie. The movie was disturbing. It showed some really interesting evidence that cell phone data seemed to track a bunch of mules who kept making stops between what appeared to be ballot stash houses where they were gathering ballots and drop boxes. It's an interesting movie and very compelling. The Washington Post Philip Bump, the absolute dumbest guy in media. I mean, a guy so ridiculously stupid. Just watch that interview with him with the liberal guy when the Hunter Biden thing, when he gives him evidence, he's like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go. I gotta go take a dump or something. I mean, it was so embarrassing for this guy, Bump. Bump spent weeks in the Washington Post trying to discredit and debunk the idea that cell phone data can place people at a location. Bump's not an investigator. He's a moron. I'm the expert here, right? There you go. That was him. That was Babs Bump. I'm the expert. You got to watch the whole thing. It's hilarious watching Bump embarrass himself. What does that have to do with anything? Well, it's kind of funny that Bump spent the entire time debunking cell phone data. And yet most of the January 6th trespassing cases were built on what? Oh, yes. Cell, cell, phone, cell phone data. So, so, so strange how when dumb, imbecile, moron liberals who are police state hacks, want to make a case against conservatives. They're like, cell phone data places them inside the Capitol. They were trespassing. Throw them in the gulag. Matter of fact, kill them. Death penalty. But she's 90. She walked through an open door. Uh, kill her tomorrow. Firing squad. Firing squad tomorrow. Cell phone data. And then you go, oh, yeah, well, the same data was used to place Nathan Wade and Fonnie Willis in a the location they said they weren't at, so she's lying. No, no, that's not accurate. No, you just said it was accurate. You demanded the firing squad for grandma. On that data. No, no, it was accurate for that, not for this. Oh, what? What about the 2,000 mules? No, no, it's definitely not accurate at all for that. It's not even close, matter of fact. Not even close. It's not even the same street. You're just guessing. But it's good enough to put grandma in front of the firing squad for January 6th. Yeah, definitely. You realize you're saying the opposite thing depending on where your political allegiances are. No, I'm not. Same thing. 
No, it's like literally the opposite thing. In one case, you're saying it works. and the other case, you're saying it doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. You see how they... You see how you're left scratching your head where if you're a Uranian, you're sitting here like, I, I don't get it. Are you people sane? I'm trying to process this information. You people can't be this stupid. Jim said, Jim said, we're not even rolling down the window. They're like, we were going to stop here and conquer you idiots, but we're going to turn around and we're going to go back to Uranus because we just can't, we can't take the stupid. There must be some virus infecting the brains. That happens. You know, they have prions and stuff, you know, Kreutzfeldt Jacob disease and, uh, and mad cow disease and animals. Maybe they think this was like, we don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that getting into our population. Then they go home and they give their report about how dumb liberals are. And the Uranians are sitting in front of the Uranian king. And the guys say, quarantine these people. They may have brought back that stupid virus. Quarantine. One year. Quarantine. <laughs> one year. Maybe time's relative. Time dilation will pass by quicker on Uranians. I don't know. There you go. They quarantine these people right away. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find the show every day on rumble.com slash Bongino. You can also find it on your local radio if you go to bongino.com slash station, uh, station finder. You can also find it on your local radio on our station finder at bongino.com. We really appreciate it. See you next week. You just heard Dan Bongino.